and thank you for joining us for another episode of Insight Coast to Coast. I'm Lauren Long, and I'm coming to you from the East Coast, and we're joined by the West Coaster, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hi, Lauren. As always, I'm Aaron Simon, coming to you from sunny San Diego, California. We have a wonderful show today, and in honor of this back-to-school week, we have a bit of a classes in session episode planned for everyone. Uh, but before we get started, we want to remind you, if you haven't already, to like, follow, and subscribe to Site101 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube so you can stay up to date on the latest happenings in smart cities and building operations technologies. Links are going to be in the info box if you're watching this on YouTube, and below the video if you're watching it on our website. So as we said, um, we want today's episode to be particularly educational, and our subject for this class uh, is the ever-growing, both in popularity and application, IOT. Woo. We mentioned, we, yeah, woo! We've mentioned uh, IOT here, here and there uh, on a, an Insight C2C, but we realize that its scale, really, and, and potential um, deserves an entire textbook's worth of information, or at least an entire Coast to Coast episode. So, Lauren, would you kindly start us off by explaining what exactly is the IoT as it exists today? Sure. So, IoT is an acronym for the Internet of Things. In a nutshell, it's a network made up of all physical devices or things that are connected to the Internet, and today that covers a lot. Just think of home appliances, home security systems, light bulbs, watches, heart monitors, cars, dog collars, and, and your water bottle to track how much water you're drinking. <laughs> the list goes on and on. And these devices are collecting and sharing data and doing so independently of human action. So the number of IoT devices has skyrocketed recently because they're so readily available and processors are now very inexpensive, like cost a few cents. Plus, you can get some type of wireless connection no matter like where you are. So, you know, at home, on the road, at work, etc. And um, when things are able to communicate with people, their intelligence blends the physical and the digital worlds. So it sounds super sci-fi, but it's happening all around us. And in fact, Gartner predicts that there will be 20.4 billion IoT devices just by 2020. Wow. A lot. Yeah. That's like a year and a half away from now. There's <laughs> 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 um, things in the world. Also, I think it's interesting that the name was coined in 1999, but didn't really catch on for another decade, while technology took its own time to catch up to the vision. Um, it started out to be used mostly in business in manufacturing and as a way to track where equipment was, uh, especially via like RFID tags, hashtag TBT. But now it's used a lot more with a consumer focus to make life better and more efficient. Uh, you know, basically what technology was supposed to do in the first place. Um, but I think that's enough of a breakdown of IoT. So can you tell us about the connection between IoT and buildings? Of course I can. So, yeah, with over 20 billion devices projected to be connected to the Internet of Things by the end of next year, um, you'd think at least a couple of those things would be in buildings, wouldn't you? Sure right. would. You'd be right. Huh? <laughs> Go figure. But anyway, the building IoT picture is you know, particularly multifaceted. So if you think about it, there are thousands of devices in any given building and they all cross paths via various functions of the building. So HVAC, 
controls crossed with lighting systems and security controls crossed with occupant wearables, video surveillance with you know green parking spaces. A building is really just a system of systems and it contains thousands of things all working together to make a building you know go. Uh, when you connect a building's things to the Internet of Things, you're really able to see the data that was already being created but never actually collected, let alone visualized. Uh, and that ultimately provides an understanding of how a building's parts, its assets, and all of its systems are collectively performing and all in real time. So in other words, an IoT connected building, or excuse me, IoT connected building devices will help building professionals understand how, for example, um, an IoT connected motor and a frequency drive is performing and how that affects energy consumption of a particular area via the IoT connected HVAC system and how that's affecting the sentiment and comfort via IoT-connected apps from occupants in that area and more beyond even that. So all this ultimately leads to more efficiency and assets in the building as a whole and faster reaction times from maintenance teams on the ground. This all sounds great, but one may ask, how does it happen and is it really possible? When is people it really are possible? <laughs> how does this all happen? <laughs> exactly, just like that. <laughs> so when people are running or owning thousands of square feet of or more of a business space or a casino or hotels, they aren't necessarily willing to take a gamble on whether or not a solution is actually going to improve their operations. Like, heaven forbid, it makes it worse. So most buildings haven't been constructed from the ground up as smart, so they are retrofitted buildings, um, and is it worth all of the expense to make them IoT ready? So the overall answer is yes. It is possible, and it's worth it. So back to what I said earlier about IoT sensors being so inexpensive, it's much easier today to put those little babies everywhere. When everything is connected wirelessly and in the cloud, the system becomes mobile and accessible no matter where um, people are. So most campuses already have a central automation system command center or a place where all the information is and where you can see what systems are doing, but most individual buildings don't have that advantage. However, add an IoT and the connectedness of all these things within a building and smaller buildings can run like the big boys on campus. With the relative ease of implementation, too, the real challenge is integrating those systems. Hardware is cheap and software is readily available, so we've ended up with every sensor system having its own dashboard. It's death by dashboard. Um, traditionally, all these systems have worked independently and in silos, so they're separated from one another, but now they're converging. Um, this is great news for complicated complaints like I'm uncomfortable in my office, which might not be fixed by just like jacking up the AC, but could be if one looked at all the data for multiple systems all in one handy dandy place. So we have AI and machine learning to thank for that and um, for the ability to have all the meaningful insight into a building's performance because of those little IoT sensors and devices. It may all seem complicated, but IoT integration is really about simplification. Thank you, Professor Lauren. You're welcome. Um, beautifully said. And before we wrap up today's class, uh, we do want to emphasize that IoT isn't going to be a replacement for a BMS system or a building operations platform. 
And it's not also going to eliminate the need for, you know, good old fashioned wrench turning and hammer swinging. Um, uh, on the contrary, it's actually supposed to be complementing and enhancing those things. And it will complement and enhance those things, wrench turning included. Um, for example, if a water leak is detected via an IoT sensor, an IoT connected system can automatically turn off the water in that given area and also alert the right individual to go corporally, if you will, go fix the leak. Um, the main idea of connecting devices, parts, assets, and all the systems um, in a building together via the Internet of Things, while admittedly, it, uh, as we said, it's vast in its application and uh, you know, too much to cover for today's general survey class, um, is again really to understand why your building is doing the things that it's doing and ipso facto, how to help it be more successful in doing those things. Yeah, so to go off what you just said, uh, IoT is simple in theory, but can be overwhelming when you think about how it needs to be implemented, the back-end systems, the user interface, and face, user face, and how all of that data really leads to actionable information. I'm really glad we did this episode on IoT and its role with buildings because it has taken a while for it to really catch on in buildings. Um, since the tech industry understands IoT on a deep level, it's our responsibility to educate people and about what is popping up inside their buildings, jobs, and lives, and how it can work for them. It sounds a lot like the blog I wrote last week uh, that was actually featured on IoT for All, so check it out on our website. Um, and that wraps up our episode on IoT. The idea has been around for decades, but due to recent hardware and software enhancements, <clears throat> IoT is now easier and less expensive to get and to use for about anything out there. So the trend to use for consumers is great, but the impact of IoT on buildings is absolutely profound because of the specific accuracy and timely data and control that we can have and all the life upgrades possible because of it. Go IoT. Yeah. Let's go. The fight in IoT. Where we are. <laughs> and with that, class is dismissed. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Again, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to Site 101 on all the social media channels, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Lauren. Go and fight IoT.